0: hello
1: hello good morning good morning i am david petty your host and with your co-host ah uh, connor thank you for tuning in
0: all right very excited uh today this is the first episode of a new podcast which we are calling what's that smell you, thinking you think again, it again? right where We're going to be discussing anything we're thinking about. This could be movies, this could be video games, TV, music, whatever. Whatever we decide we want to, like, what we're thinking about, you know? And uh, today, we felt like uh, introducing ourselves, talking about our favorite movies. You get to know us a little bit before we start doing big episodes. And uh, David, you mind explaining why uh, we started doing a podcast in the first place?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we just, you know, Connor and I have been friends for, I think it's been over a decade, right?
0: Uh, probably actually. That's crazy. I never thought
1: about it like that. Yeah. It's, that's it's crazy. And, you know, we just, we just love pop culture and media and we just thought it'd be a good idea to start a podcast, you know, share our thoughts, share our opinions, uh, just get ourselves out there.
0: Right. And, uh, also I feel the need to bring this up, uh, David used to have a, or actually still does have a YouTube channel called Reviewbra, okay? It's spelled B-R-A-J, so that was a big thing for him. I was not part of that. That was something he was doing, and it was it seemed really cool and all, but he kind of had some problems with filming, because the person he was filming with, it was a little inconsistent. So we decided doing a podcast would be a cool way to have something similar to that, but like something we could do a little more consistently, because you don't need to be anywhere. So, yeah, that seems pretty cool. Anyways, uh, just a a little before we get into talking about our movies, uh, I want to bring up one thing about what this podcast is going to be. Basically, every every Sunday ish, we are thinking probably every Sunday, we're going to talk about one major topic, either it be in this case, it'll be our favorite movies or like maybe it'll be a topic in the the news or just we want to talk about a movie we watched or something. Uh, It's going to be very informal. And then, uh, at the end, after we've been after we're done with our main topic, we're gonna do three suggestions where over the past week we've either watched, listened to, or played something that we want to suggest to you guys. We'll talk a little bit about it, say why you should watch it or play it, that kind of thing. Just a just a quick thing to keep you up to speed with what we've been doing, and you know, to suggest to you guys some uh, some things that we've loved in the past week. So, uh, David, are you ready?
1: I am ready. Are you ready, Connor?
0: I am so ready, man. Uh, why don't you start with your number 10 favorite movie of all time?
1: All righty. My, my top 10 favorite movie, number 10. We Have a Wonderful Life.
0: Oh, now, it's a Wonderful Life?
1: It's a Wonderful Life.
0: It's all good. This is, <laughs> that's that's the least important part of the title, so at least you got the main part down.
1: Yeah, yeah um... <laughs> Um, so, this movie is how do I put this? Um, <laughs> how do you put this? it's 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 a, it's a classic. It's a classic movie uh, that's kind of just always been a Christmas tradition with my family that we we sit down and watch it. It's always had a special place in my heart. Um, it's it's just. Something that's always been with me, you know?
0: Uh, that's awesome. Uh, and can you do a quick, a very brief plot synopsis for those uneducated? Like, sure, what sure. exactly is it?
1: Sure. <laughs> uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's about this fallen angel, kind Ooh, of, who, who, who comes to Earth and has to kind of, like, redeem himself and find the and find really what just makes life beautiful interesting don't want to spoil too much
0: oh yeah right you don't want to spoil this christmas classic that came out in like what the 40s i'm not sure it's pretty pretty old
1: it's in black and white
0: to be fair i have yet to see it so i'm definitely one of those few though i do know i do i have heard it's a very good movie it's pretty good yeah uh christmas movies for me like i kind of keep them in like their own little category like i love christmas movies but like I don't compare them to other movies that I've watched, only because most Christmas movies aren't very good. Uh, but I've heard I've heard fantastic things about "It's a Wonderful Life," so I do not deny it at all. I'm sure that's a great movie.
1: Is there right, anything um, else to add? Um, I think that's all. How about your number ten, Connor?
0: All right, my number ten uh, is Inception by Christopher Nolan.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: inception i watched it like somewhat recently about like last year for the first time Mm -hmm. and i was just blown away by how like complex it was it's not like one of those movies that has so much going on that's really hard to follow Mm -hmm. they do a great job of like having you understand this really complicated plot and complicated ideas without ever talking down to you like constantly going like explaining in long long exposition like scenes where they're constantly explaining what's going on they don't really do that they make it they have like this subtle way of introducing you to ideas that are very complicated and complicated characters but they don't like talk down to you which is something i really appreciate plus it's just a really cool movie like uh the plot for those who don't know is this idea that Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and a group of specialists have this machine that can put themselves into other people's dreams. Mm -hmm. And when they do that, they can like influence their decisions in their, like in their head, you know, and the plot of the movie is they want to go in a dream within a dream so they can plant this idea in a guy's head to like change the direction of his business. Like it's what they get hired to do. And like, it's it's the kind of like this action movie mixed with kind of a mystery cuz like you get to know Leonardo DiCaprio's character and there's something going on with him. Mm-hmm. Like it's I'm I'm like blown away by how Christopher Nolan can just write these or I I'm pretty sure he wrote it. Uh he can write these really complicated and really intriguing stories that like it, you understand what's going on without it constantly talking to you. Like it's not like so much exposition that it becomes boring. It's really intriguing it's really interesting, really cool and like i i don't know anyone who doesn't like it. like inception is just one of those fantastic uh movies that most people that i know i know can agree with that it's that good. so uh that's my number 10. uh number 9, what do you have to say?
1: number 9. i have
0: it. it's from uh 2017, right? Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, yep.
1: I really, really enjoyed this movie when it first came out. I saw it in theaters. Ooh, um, nice. My first, like, my experience watching it wasn't the best, actually. Oh. Um, I, I was kind of third-wheeling. <laughs> I, I date. Hey, well, it means you
0: can focus on the movie more because you don't have to worry about the other people
1: that's that that's that is is true um so since I was third wheeling I, I focused more on the movie than on my friends who were making out during the entire movie. <laughs> oh, it's so sad, yeah <laughs> it's
0: like ooh, this clown kind of getting me kind of kind of hot and bothered so <laughs> <laughs> all right, so tell us about them. tell us what you thought anyways <laughs> yeah don't need to get off topic
1: uh this this movie. Well, it was definitely something. Um compared to the original it in my the opinion series. Yeah. In, yeah. My, in my opinion, it was a lot better and a lot more well done. I feel like they focused more on the development of the like the kids themselves, um, rather than in the twenty seventeen version. It, I mean it kind of felt rushed in a way. in uh, in the older version oh gotcha sorry Um, that's all good (laughs) um as for this version i feel like they focused more on developing the characters themselves giving them personalities instead of them just being like oh a group of people that have to take down this mysterious clown creature right Mm -hmm. um so i feel like that's better and i feel like you really care for the characters more and I feel that it just makes it a better movie and a more well-developed movie than the older version. Oh yeah.
0: That's awesome. Uh, I also enjoyed the movie a lot. Uh, it's not in my top 10, but it's, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where like, it's become kind of a, a modern horror classic in a mm-hmm. way. Maybe, maybe that's a bold statement, but like, I cannot think of another horror movie that's come out in the past couple of years besides maybe Get Out uh, that, like, had such a cultural appeal. And, like, people still, like, talk about It, like, the new It, as, like, a really great horror movie that's come out recently. Yep. Maybe not, like, a masterpiece, but I've heard a lot of great things, and I enjoyed it a lot, too. So, yeah, I think it's a good movie. Uh, So, it is my turn. Yep. Right. Uh, Number nine. This one, this one hit me on a personal level, and I almost feel bad, but I don't. Uh, number nine is Rocketman from 2019. Uh, it's the, the biopic about uh, Elton John that stars Taron Egerton. And I, for the first time I watched this movie, I liked it a lot. But it was only upon, like, thinking about it and realizing how many scenes hit me really hard and, like, that were so memorable that really elevated this movie for me. Like I've seen a ton of musical biopics, and very recently, Bohemian Rhapsody, which came out the year before this. Like there are biopics out there that try to do what Rocket Man does, but I feel like Rocket Man does it the most successfully because of how much Taron Edgerton sells it. I cannot stress enough how unbelievably good his performance is. Like every scene that he is in, he captures like he captures that emotion so well there are countless scenes that I could point to as being great examples of how much range he has as an actor. Yep. Definitely. And just and also how fantastic the writing is like the entire movie. It's kind of like you start to realize that as this downward spiral, he's getting, as he's becoming more famous and getting more involved in bad things and getting tricked by the people close to him. It's like you start to realize how much, the, how much his, his mindset growing up kind of built up to this. And it's such a cool, it's so cool to see like how, first of all, how the music in this movie, which are Elton John's songs really do add to the themes and like how it feels. It's really great. And also just how like how quiet the movie can get with dealing with Elton as a person, like how he has to deal with the fact that maybe Elton John, Reginald Dwight, his original name are like two different people. It's, really interesting and like I, I had so much fun with this movie like I mean going beyond the going beyond like the writing it's just really fun like the music numbers are fantastic like all the performances even beyond Terran are great and like it's, it's just a really fun like enjoyable movie that has a lot to say behind the curtain like I like it a lot and I just I would suggest it to anybody it's a great movie
1: Nice. All right.
0: Nice. Yeah. Number eight.
1: Number eight. I've got to say, Mad Max Fury Road.
0: Oh my god, dude, that movie's so damn good. It is. All right. Sorry, <laughs> I got excited. You you got to explain it. All right. all
1: right. All right. Um, this movie was definitely something. Um, it, it it was. It's 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 like a movie I've never seen before. It's. It's like this post apocalyptic, um, like constant, like chase film. It, it's it's yeah. it's it's really interesting. Like they're like they're constantly on the road, like on the chase, and it's like these huge explosions, and it, it's it's it's. It's so, like Michael Bay, done right. I, I know, right. Like, yeah. it, it's such a well done film. I I truly really enjoyed this movie. Um, I I thought the 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 actors were in, incredible. Um, wasn't uh the, the guy who played Venom?
0: Yes, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy.
1: Tom Hardy is a, a. Yeah, really Tom Hardy. Then Yeah, he's not
0: super talkative though. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. very quiet in that movie.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, there's not a lot of dialogue in the film. That's true. Um, but on, only a few films can really do this right, can like mm-hmm. have a film where they don't have dialogue and still can be very impactful. Right. And I think this is a good example of what it is. Like if you're looking for like a good action film, Mad Max Fury Road. And, like, you don't have to watch any of the Mad Max films. Like, I haven't. This is the first one I've watched. And mm-hmm. you, you can still be completely blown away and get what's going on. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: uh, I've I've actually only seen the first Mad Max. And, and I've seen Mad Max and I've seen Fury Road. Right? Mm-hmm. Those two movies could not be more different. <laughs> like, they're very different movies. But, yeah, I that's a great movie. It's It's very good. Uh, is that so? Is there anything else you want to add? That's everything.
1: Your number. Right, great. number
0: eight. Uh, I also want to add that movie is incredible, and it's one of those movies that you need to see to believe. It is crazy good. Uh, but my number eight, I watched this movie very recently, but like in fact, it was about I think a couple of weeks ago. But it really should, uh, it should say how fantastic this movie really was. I'm talking about Apocalypse Now, 1979, Francis Ford Coppola. This is one of those movies that I've heard a ton about. Like, it's one of those movie classics. Yeah, I mean,
1: everyone's heard of this movie. Yeah,
0: everyone's heard of Apocalypse Now. It's a a very infamously beloved movie. And it was actually, upon watching it, that it was much different than what I thought it would be. Like, Apocalypse Now, I assumed uh, it would just be kind of like one of those movies that Dealt with how realistic, like how how Vietnam was, like it was just going to be like a war movie that just that describes the war. But there's actually a lot more going on within with the the main character with what it's trying to say. It's much less like a museum of the war, more as it's a museum of the people in the war, because this was a war filled with different kinds of people. You had teenagers who were drafted. You had people just trying to enjoy their life but got drafted you had people who wanted to be soldiers and were just going because they they like wanted to become a soldier you know like there are so many different people in this movie and it's so interesting seeing how different people react to the atrocities and the crazy things going on in this war the main character especially they established very or very early on that he has this like he has what uh, what has been developed by a lot of Vietnam soldiers, where they want to go back to the war. Like they they are like not no longer fighting, but they have this like in like internal urge to go back because they feel like the world doesn't the uh, like the normal world doesn't matter. The only thing that matters was like being a soldier, working with people, and fighting the enemy. You know, mm-hmm. and like they do a great job of capturing this character and like and the feeling that people got. And by the end, the end is extremely vague. Like there, a lot of things in it can be interpreted in different ways, specifically what people were thinking during certain scenes. But like, it's a really fascinating movie to think about. And like, i talk about how iconic there, some of the lines are in this movie. And like, there is some great writing in here, man. Like, you know, the, the, the instantly iconic line, uh, I I believe it's, (laughs) actually, it's funny, I say instantly iconic, I'm (laughs) blanking on the beginning. But, like, it's, uh, I love the smell of napalm in the morning, something (laughs) like that. Fantastic line. Mm -hmm. And there's some some lines that don't even, that aren't even as quoted that are still fantastic, because the writing here is really strong. It's not, like, a downer movie either. A lot of war movies kind of come really, like, become downers, become kind of like, sad. Mm -hmm. But, and this one can get dark, it can get really dark. But, like, it still has a sense of like thrill and like engagement It never becomes too dark and too depressing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to think about here, a lot of intriguing ideas and maybe if I rewatch this, maybe it'll go down, maybe it'll go up. I don't know. But at, as it stands right now, I really liked apocalypse now and I would definitely suggest it and then definitely agree. It deserves all the hype that it gets.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Alright, we are at number seven. Number seven. What do you got?
1: I have of we saw this movie together. Hmm? We saw this movie together.
0: Oh, we've seen a lot of movies together.
1: Yeah. Saw it pretty recently. Yeah. It's uh Sorry to Bother You.
0: <laughs> Dude, sorry to bother you.
1: This yes. movie. Um we could both talk about this movie since
0: <laughs> Yes, we definitely could. Uh we watched this movie together and it's an experience unlike any movie you will ever watch it's a very very complicated very interesting movie yeah but it's your it's your placement so you please explain all right for now
1: so when you're watching this movie like when you first start this movie like the first like 20 minutes like you think this movie is something but what you think it is in the beginning is not what you're gonna think it is in the end
0: Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like you
1: like like what happens at the end like you're not expecting the ending. Like you really aren't. Like yeah, you, right. You you can guess, but you're not going to get it there's no way you are going to under like predict the ending. You can't predict the ending of this oh my movie. God, there's nothing like it preluding it or anything. It just happens out of nowhere, but they do it like the like the director does it so well. Like it, it, it makes sense, and it and it works somehow. Like it, the whole movie works, and and I just and I just love it. And the performances of Tessa Thompson and that one other dude.
0: That one, that other, one dude. other dude. Uh, yes, I'm blanking on his name as well. But he he was in Get Out. He's yeah, in yeah. Uh, Straight Outta Compton. He's he's a pretty he's a pretty big deal actually.
1: Yeah, he. Yeah. Oh, he was
0: in he was in Knives Out too. Yeah, but. He was really good. Yes, continue. I'm sorry.
1: You're good, um, but I I feel like the name really <laughs> suits it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a very metaphorical movie. Yeah, it has a lot to say about society, and like <laughs> we really do be living in a society. But like uh, that kind of it has a lot to say about that, and honestly. It's a it's a really intriguing movie, but it's also not a movie for everyone. You need to go into it knowing that it's v you're probably gonna be confused yeah. at first. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. when you think about it, I mean if you think about it and you like it it connects with you, it's an experience that you're not gonna forget ever.
1: Yeah, it's 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 weird. It makes you uncomfortable, it it's energizing and it's just, it's, it's amazing. Really. I mean, honestly, check it out. I, I highly mm-hmm. recommend seeing this movie.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Uh, well on the topic of movies we watched together, weirdly enough, my number seven, my number seven is also a movie we watched together. And I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it's get out
1: in oh, yeah, 2017.
0: Get out. 20, and we both we both watched this together, just like we did with sorry to bother you which is that's just a weird coincidence that both of our number sevens we watched together. Uh, but uh, get out is a movie that even knowing the twist, which my friend spoiled for me, I had no idea where this movie was going. There, this movie is pure. Like it, it's almost like a horror fantasy in a way. Yeah. It's so weird and very complex, but I feel like the strongest thing about this movie and there's a lot of strong things about it. Is how they take a performance from an actor. It doesn't even matter how big the actor. They take a performance and they make it not only impactful to the story, but in its own kind of its own horror element. Like, you know, in horror movies, they'll take like a ghost or a ghoul and they'll have them be the scary thing. It'll rely on jump scares or rely on them doing something creepy. But in this movie, the creepy thing is how incredibly disturbing the actors' performances are. I, like, the way they look into the camera and the way they react to certain comments is just disturbing as hell. And that is such an incredible thing that I've never seen a movie do, where, like, every performance is, like, its own scary scene. And it's it's one of those things where, like, by the end, you're... Yes, it's disturbing, but also it was kind of funny, too. They had, there's comedic moments. They know they have a great balancing act between really disturbing and really enjoyable. They never, it never becomes like this drag of just scary or becomes like one emotion. They have a great, they do a great way of balancing it. And I I was hooked. Like by the end, I really wanted to know what was happening. Even if, even though I knew what was happening, because someone spoiled it for me, Mm -hmm. like, get out it was an incredibly weird and incredibly interesting experience that like i mean i've probably probably said it before but like you kind of need to see it to believe it like even y- you get it, the plots are not like summarized for you it's not going to do it justice you need to see this movie for how friggin weird it is but yes. it's an experience i will not forget
1: can i add something oh yes of course oh uh, yeah so um the movie does touch on uh, racial issues, but it, oh yeah, it, that's of course serious. Yeah. yeah, um, but it does it in kind of like a modern way, mm-hmm. where like it, it's it's it doesn't make you uncomfortable, you know. It like it adds right, to the horror yeah. aspect of it, which just makes the movie all that much better. Right, and yeah,
0: and I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Uh, I have an example actually. There's a movie, a really great movie called Selma. It's about Martin Luther King. And like, it came out in, I think, 2014. It's, it's a really good movie. I, I will not deny it. But the thing is the they tackle real life racism in a way that yes, it works, but it becomes a movie. You can't watch multiple times because as great as the performances are, as impactful as the script is, when you get to that real life racism stuff, they, it can, it can get really long and, it becomes uncomfortable because you just, it's so annoying seeing people who don't understand that they're like the villain, you know, they're, they're clearly being rude people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they're clearly being cruel people. not even rude, just pure cruel. But this movie does a great job where they, it's, it subverts your expectations on that kind of cruel racist people. And it doesn't make it so you're constantly sitting there being uncomfortable because of how insensitive and disgusting the person is. They do it very modernly in a very different way. So, like, it doesn't become like, oh, I've seen this before in in all these movies that are fighting racism. It becomes different. It becomes intriguing. And, like, I I agree with you 100%. It's very different and very modern. And, like, like I said, very good movie to watch. You should watch it. (laughs) Uh, Number six? Do you have your number six ready? I have
1: a number six ready. My number six is Joker from
0: joker from this new 2019 yep, yep yep oh good stuff oh well, who am i kidding there's no other joker movies <laughs> sorry i was blanking it for a minute. like oh, are you talking about the joker movie starring Keith Ledger? <laughs> right, sorry go ahead
1: all right so this movie starring joaquin phoenix it mm. first of all let me just talk about joaquin phoenix performance um i know there has been a lot of um like Mixed reactions was his performance, but in my opinion i I thought it was absolutely incredible, and another thing is kind of like the physical transformation that he kind of went through like it's like to reach like the point like where his body was, like if you've seen the movie um like he lost weight but he did it in a in like a healthy way um and to do that for a movie that takes a lot of work and a lot mm-hmm. of effort and a lot of determination like to do like any like physical transformation like to buff up to lose weight like that mm-hmm. like that takes a lot of skill and effort and i just want to give props to him for doing that
0: yeah uh, I heard in an interview. Like he apparently had to go to a therapist for a bit because losing that much weight that in that uh, small amount of time kind of caused him to have some mental issues. But I hear he's is better. I don't think it's permanent, but it was a problem. Like which I'm like that's that is commitment right yeah. there.
1: Uh, Very
0: impressive. Yeah.
1: Back to the movie itself. So of course, this. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead.
0: I I was agreeing with you. Sorry. You're
1: good. You're good. Um. The movie, so, it takes place, like, before the events of Batman. And, like, everyone knows the story of Batman, so I don't really, like, we don't his have friend. to, like, really it's say it.
0: It's been done 200,000 times. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, like, it's, it's before his parents have been murdered.
0: for uh, for all your all you Batman fans who have yet to watch a Batman movie. Spoilers, parents. Spoiler
1: alert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like it's it's kind of it's it's a movie about the Joker and how he became the Joker. But like the one thing I didn't like about the movie was how they kind of included aspects of kind of like Batman's life with Thomas Wayne and, like, a young Bruce Wayne, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that um, because yeah. I wanted a movie about Joker and solely about Joker, but th- they... I- I'm guessing it was kind of, like, for the fans, so, like, they can kind of, like... are kind of like people that don't really know the story that well can kind of, like, grasp onto something, like, oh, yeah, I know the Wayne's whatever. Um, but... I feel like this movie would have been a lot better if they didn't include that aspect, but um, outside of that, I thought it was really well done and I liked his kind of like progression into like, kind of like losing his mind almost. Like, it's like he always had that kind of like tick but he really just like let it like, like, he really just like started like losing his mind as the movie progressed and Joaquin Phoenix did this in in a really incredible way, um, and another thing, the score of this movie is one of my favorite scores from a movie. Like, and I'm not one mm. to really like talk about score or listen to score, but this the score of this movie really stood out to me. So I saw this with Sean, and um, Sean.
0: Oh, Sean! <laughs> Sean, Sean's the guy. He did the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a background for anybody who you do not who do not know his life story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we both noticed the score, and we both really liked it. Um, the like the low cello notes, it was it was really cool and really well done, and really fit the movie.
0: That's awesome. Uh, let me ask you this then. Uh, so you mentioned how there was something that kind of bugged you, which I mean that's totally fine. Not every movie is perfect, but I wanted to ask. So. What about this? Like, what, why did this movie end up at number six if it had something that bugged you? Was the good, like, that good? I mean, like, I just want to, I want you to, like, elaborate. I mean, I get it, but go. Um, ahead.
1: well, the reason I put this movie at number six is I feel like the part of the movie that bugs me, um, doesn't, like, outweigh the pros of this movie. It was, like, this one thing that, kind of, give or take. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't... It didn't, like, affect me, like, horribly. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if if it's something I would change about this movie, you know, because, like, this is, like, one of, like... Because it's one of, like, the greater movies of the... Like, didn't it win, like, an Oscar? Or was it nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, it was
0: nominated for ton of oscars yeah and it won it won best actor and best score
1: yeah so i just wanted to yeah
0: i mean i 100 I percent get you man like no movie is perfect yeah. like every every movie that we're going to talk about right now i mean actually every movie that i'm going to talk about right now i won't i won't speak on david's behalf every movie that i'm going to talk about i have a, there's something about it that bugs me but it's one of those things where you have to respect that even if something bugs you the movie still hits you that hard yeah and like it becomes that important to you, even with the flaws. So that's that's I think is like that's a sign of a great movie right there. Anyways, it is now time for my number six. And if you has to know anything about me, like one thing, my family is a huge Marvel family. We love Marvel a lot, and and not just the movies, but comics and. Like uh, shows and any Marvel thing we're a fan of, and I'm and like if we're um, to talk about like when I read Marvel comics, the one of the biggest characters that I've always loved is Miles Morales Spider Man. I think he's a great character, and every comic that I've read about him is great. So hearing that Sony, like Emoji Movie, Sony (laughs) was doing an animated Miles Morales movie. I was infuriated, <laughs> but then learn seeing trailers and then finally watching the movie. It is an absolute insane marvel. <laughs> Both of that's pun very much intended that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse ended up being so good, <laughs> and that's why it's my number six. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is one of the most entertaining, most visually pleasing, and most just highly like highly kind of is investing like i get into this movie that right when it starts i'm just automatically hooked i'm laughing at the same scenes i was laughing at the first time i've seen it like i've seen this movie like 20 times now i adore this movie i laugh at the jokes the same way i did the first time i see it the characters are so endearing the animation is stunning jesus christ the level of detail in the in the animation from like the the uh the, like, comic book kind of texture on their skin and, like, the frame rate getting slower the faster the action gets. It's just so weird and different. And, like, there's no movie like Spider-Verse. And, like, every every actor is perfect for their role. They're fantastic. The action's great. I love the, the idea of making the Spider-Man mantle like something you can earn as opposed to something that was just given to them it makes it kind of an interesting kind of idea of like being forced to live up to something that you didn't necessarily want to live up to. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of great character moments. The, there is a ch- chunk of the ending, I would say. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's like once he gets, the, the most vague I can say is when he gets his suit, he, that, that scene before and after is probably some of the best mo- cinema that I can think of. For character moments, for comedy, for how perfectly the shots are set up, it's fantastic. It is the best animated movie I've seen, both in terms of animation and in terms of quality. It's a fantastic movie. And I've, I know so many people who praised this movie to death, so I'm not going to stay on this acting like you guys don't know. You've heard it's great, and it is great. <laughs> I love this movie. That's all I have to say on it. Incredible. It is. I
1: really like it. the movie, too.
0: Very, very good. Uh, Number five.
1: Number five. Now, this movie is a classic that I'm pretty sure all of you have heard of. It is Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Ah, Pulp Fiction. Now, this movie is quite interesting because it doesn't go in order
0: Oh, yeah, it's a very, very differently told movie. Yeah.
1: Um, which, first of all, I really liked because it gave me something to think about after the movie. Like, I had to put all the puzzle pieces together and make sense of the movie in whole. And I really enjoyed that because I, I just really enjoyed that. Um, another thing about this movie that I really enjoyed was the acting. The acting was really good um, from pretty much everyone. Like
0: oh yeah, every so many iconic performances.
1: Really, and it's such an iconic film. Like and it, and it teaches you such like important life lessons in a way.
0: Oh, okay. Life lessons. I I never thought of life life lessons from it. Can you uh, further elaborate?
1: Um I feel like this movie touches on kind of like moral ethics on like what's right and wrong and how that's pretty much completely subjective gotcha. to who you are and where you've come from because every character is very different and how they treat each other is very different. Um it's a very slice of life movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone has heard great things about this movie. So, I'm not going to go into incredible detail, but just know this is a very, very good movie.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. Very good movie. And uh, it's funny because you mentioned life lessons, and the thing I'm thinking of the entire time is. Just watch what drugs you snort. (laughs) Don't just snort every drug that's in front of you. (laughs) Uh, If you've seen that movie, you know that's a pretty good life lesson. But anyways, we're not here to talk about life lessons. We're here to talk about movies. Uh, Not to bash what you were saying. I'm just moving to the next topic. Uh, So I talked about Spider-Verse last. And it's time to change the subject to a completely different movie. My number five is Schindler's List oh. from 1993. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Right, going from fun Spider Man action to Holocaust Ooh. horror. Yeah, uh, Schindler's List is probably, no, not even probably, it is the best film I've ever seen in terms of how, or in terms of the directing, in terms of how poignant the writing is, in terms of how complex the main character is. This is a true film. This is a movie that, it's three hours long, so you need to sit down and get ready. But, like, this is a movie I could see being studied in, like, a, in a film school for how, how, like, how to make a movie. This is the movie. Like, everything about this movie, technically, is perfect. From the unbelievable John Williams score. The score that, like, John Williams himself admitted he, for as good as he is, he is just not good enough to do it. He thought like that's, that's saying something when John Williams thinks he's not good enough. I mean, he's John Williams. He did star Wars, (laughs) but like going beyond that Schindler's list is such an incredible character story. The way have Schindler changed from being someone who knew what was going on, but was just, you know, willingly ignoring it because he's not being affected to being someone who feels he could do more and save more people. Like, he it's a movie about the human the human condition and how how much a person can change it's a story that can be equally as heartwarming as it is horrific. It is a very realistically very impactful or impactfully made movie and it's a movie that like I suggest if you're looking for a movie that will challenge your thinking like not in terms of like you were thinking something else but like challenge the idea of like movies and thinking about movies this is one of those movies that you should definitely watch as quickly as possible it's long but schindler's list is a movie that you are not going to forget also liam neeson is an actor not an action movie star liam neeson kicks ass in all the ways he doesn't do it in movies like taken and star wars he does it because he's just such he has such a like human presence there he he is perfect for the role he is perfect in every scene he's in. Like, I cannot stress it enough. Schindler's List is a movie that you are not going to forget. And will stick with you until you are dead. It is an impactful movie. And I love it. Yeah, that's all I have to say. On wow. it. I know, right? I, I'm tearing up. This movie, this movie is really good. Uh, anyways. Number four.
1: David, take it away. Number four. I have Annie from 2014
0: okay Okay. wow context here we're not we're not like film connoisseurs we're not the people you go to I mean even after the long conversation about we're not the kind of people you should come to and be (laughs) like what is emotional what is the emotional core of the human condition Connor and David and we're just going to be like Annie 2014 (laughs) Uh, Daniel, please explain
1: <laughs> okay 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 all right let me let me explain myself here before you please do before you guys turn off this podcast it's like <laughs> yeah everyone just clicks out like we're like, done to oh, to these, these people. guys aren't being serious um schindler's <laughs> list now annie what <laughs> right um something to myself so this movie when i first watched it after watching it, I just, for some reason, I felt a sense of loss. And I, I, just, I just felt empty without Annie 2014. And, and I'm not joking, guys. I am being dead serious. I felt a sense of loss after that movie. And I watched it again. And I enjoyed it as much as the first time through. And it's just become like a classic for me. And I know a lot of people don't like it, or they just don't think it's as good as the original Annie, but I just have a special place in my heart for it. Just because I'm an actor and I, I love New York city and I just really liked how they presented New York city and I really liked the girl who played Annie. I cannot pronounce her name, for the love of God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I yeah. can't.
0: I, off the top of my head, is it like... Uh, not to, of course, bash this person's name, but it's like Quivenshane <laughs> something. or something? I mean, <laughs> I have to Google it, but wow, what a name.
1: Um, But, yeah, I, I just have a special place in my heart for this movie. I know, Connor, you're not the biggest fan of some of the acting <laughs> in this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people where I appreciate this movie because David appreciates it, but if i were to if I watched it on my own at first, it is an awful movie <laughs> it's not good like <laughs> every actor is not good, except for maybe of course the main girl she's she's pretty good I mean, as a kid, it's just one of those things where like you have to you have to have an emotional connection for to it for it to work. <laughs> because if you, you don't have a connection, it is a awful movie. But you know what? I I do appreciate it. It's a guilty pleasure of mine because you love it so much. I do appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, thank you. You've you've opened my eyes.
1: That's my number four, guys.
0: Yeah. And so all of you who are still listening, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, anyways, my number four. This is a movie... In similar sense to, uh, I have to, actually, I have to kind of explain the story. My, my number four is Kingsman, The Secret Service from 2014. Now, people have asked me many times, why Kingsman? I mean, not that people think it's a bad movie. I don't, I don't know anybody who doesn't like it. But it's, it's Kingsman. It's an action movie. It's, it's, it's all it is, is really, it's kind of a, a, a remixing of James Bond for a new generation. That's essentially what it is. So you're probably, people always ask me, why? Like, why do you love it so much? And I'll tell you why. Uh, when I was a kid, I, in 2014, I was a young lad. And when I, me as a young lad, I only watched animated movies and Marvel movies. That's it. Because that was what my family raised me on. And 2014, I was too young to be saying, like, show me Pulp Fiction, daddy. <laughs> but, like, uh, so I saw a trailer. you were actually the first teaser for Kingsman. All it was was, uh, I believe it was Colin Firth taking Taron Egerton through like a armory of guns and stuff that are disguised as normal everyday things. It's not a revolutionary teaser, but I liked it a lot. And the more trailers I saw as a kid, it connected with me. Like it was a movie that I wanted to see so badly because like I connected with it. It was a movie that felt personal. I don't know why. And I wasn't even British. I mean, I'm not a British person. It's not like... Oh, the actors connected with me. I didn't know any of these actors. And Taron Hedgerton, this was like his third movie. So, like, I was sitting there like, I don't understand why it connected with me so much. I had never watched James Bond or anything like that either. But I finally convinced my dad to take me to it, even though it was R. Yes, it was my first R movie. I I, I don't think I was uh, 17 yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it was my first R movie. My dad took me to it. And I love it, man. It is so fun. Kingsman is one of those movies that... I could watch in any mood. I could be super sad. I could be having an awful day, and I'll watch Kingsman and automatically be happier. It is such a fun movie that just it doesn't pull any stops. It can get really dark. It can get really lighthearted. Freaking Sam Jackson and Colin Firth sit down and eat McDonald's. Yet it's such it's such a grounded movie. Like too, like it it feels like the people who made this loved James Bond. They loved spy movies and wanted to make a movie. That was like those old spy movies. It's something that honors the past. And embraces the future. It's the perfect kind of adaptation. It's really awesome. Apparently it's based off a comic. Uh, it's directed by Matthew Vaughn. And if you know Matthew Vaughn. This guy can do really great things when he wants to. Uh, I really enjoy Kingsman. And. Uh, I honestly. like It's one of those movies that anytime I've shown it to somebody. They love it. Like, there's It's not a movie that I feel is very divisive. You can you can enjoy it no matter what kind of person you are, and maybe it's just me, but I have such a personal connection to this movie because it was like the movie that as a kid was my movie. So Kingsman is my movie; it still is.
1: It was very good. I enjoyed it as well.
0: Yeah. Also, like I said, Sam Jackson over here eating McDonald's with Colin Firth—perfect scene. Classic.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think uh, Sam Jackson should establish that he is a great actor, even with a lisp. <laughs> like it's great. Now we're in the top, top three. three boys. These are the three big movies. So like, if you disagreed with us for the first uh, six entries or seven entries, whatever, I don't count. <laughs> uh, if you if you disagreed with us up to this point strongly, I don't I don't one hundred percent think the top three will change your opinion on us. But I think it'll still be fun to share our top three, David. What is your bronze place? Winner? My
1: bronze place winner, my numero three o.
0: You were so close. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what is it? Well, I'm so excited. Is
1: Boyhood? Boyhood.
0: boyhood. Uh, this is the first one. I mean, besides, uh, It's a Wonderful Life that you've listed that I have not seen. So I have nothing to add on this movie. All right. So you have to. You'll have to carry it hundred percent. Take it away.
1: So boyhood it is a three-hour movie that oh fine yeah, right I know yes what? um i love sitting there for three hours
0: it's like a what is this like of a, a sixth of the day know, right wait wait a minute no <laughs> <laughs> wait no it's an eighth of the day because <laughs> like i said i don't do math anyways please continue All right
1: um so boyhood follows a boy um, who his name is Mason um, and it follows this boy through his entire life and I mean it's this one boy I mean it doesn't change actors it is this actual kid through his entire life like it is him as like a six year old kid to him when he's in college I mean and it follows his whole life I mean of course there's like time skips and stuff but It's basically like a documentary movie, but it's not a documentary about this kid's life as a boy and growing up in modern day America. Um, I, I think this movie has a lot to teach us about life and about who we are. And it's just it can be a trip down memory lane for some people. Um, I, I believe this movie takes place in the 90s. So for like those who know what it's like to grow up in the 90s, you can relate to him more. Um, but th- this movie is absolutely incredible and it's well-written and well-directed. Um, and it wasn't really ever boring. And it's, it's I think it's a true coming-of-age film. Like for real, coming-of-age um. and it's it's sad to see him grow up because it feels like you are him and he is you and it's just I, I feel like i really connected to this movie and I feel like oh, a lot awesome. of people would like this movie if they saw it right that's
0: awesome yeah, uh, yeah I've yet to see it so I cannot add anything my number three Uh, it's again, you probably are going to catch a theme with me where the movie is going to be something that's a lot of fun and nothing like you've seen before. Number three is Cabin in the Woods, 2011, Drew Goddard, uh, Cabin in the Woods is, like I said, unlike anything you will ever see. It's a movie that has a ton of cliches, but they're important to the story. It's the only movie that has cliches, and they're supposed to be cliches. The fact that they're cliches is what makes the plot go. Like, it's a movie that satirizes the horror genre, and it essentially comes down to the fact that all horror movies are the same movie. That's the point of the movie. It talks about how the horror, movies, the horror, horror movie formula is so repetitive and so like easy to do that they are mass-produced, and this movie is like the ultimate spotlight onto that idea. It's really funny. It's really engaging. When they do horror, it's done really well. And there, I've watched the ending so many times. The ending is absolutely incredible. The way it's the only movie that I've ever watched the behind-the-scenes for. Because the behind-the-scenes reveals so much about just how incredibly intricate this... This filmmaking process was, and how the ending is so insane, David. I think you've seen this. Yeah, movie, I right? was with you. Yeah, right. I was. I don't want to make sure the ending is incredibly insane. Like as well as you're not going to forget it. I mean, maybe David forgot. I didn't, I don't I f- guess I didn't forget yet.
1: it. I didn't. Okay, I want to make it. sure.
0: <laughs> I just want to make sure. But the ending is insane, and it's a movie that like you can appreciate on the surface level for being a crazy, weird horror movie, and you can appreciate when you think about it as every single decision that the filmmakers make is important for establishing this idea this sat- the satire of the modern horror genre i'm not a huge horror guy yet everything in cabin in the woods we- everything in cabin in the woods works for me it works really well It's an interesting movie and it has chris hemsworth in it and i mean are are we going to act like chris hemsworth isn't a selling point for every movie right. like come right. on like, look at him. He's beautiful. No homo, of
1: course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, Chris Hemsworth, am I right?
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, number two, the Silver Place winner. David,
1: please. Number two. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Good. All right, this is going to be a bit of a cliche, but I, I, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, Parasite.
0: Oh, the highest rated movie on Letterboxd, yeah. and the most popular movie on Letterboxd. It's crazy. So, please go ahead. Sorry, I was, I was, I was adding thoughts. I
1: shouldn't have. Go ahead. So, this movie is really interesting. I don't say that a lot, but it it really is. Like, it it views a family in South Korea, and it views like it, it puts a spotlight on them. Not a lot of people know what it's like to live in South Korea and like not in like a major city because like I don't I don't know where they live but it's not in a major city that's for sure and just like see like the like the socioeconomic like imbalances between like those in poverty and those of higher class like it's definitely a movie about class and just like a great separation between classes um in this movie and I feel like this is a movie that really like shines a spotlight on how horrible capitalism can be just it, it's 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 very interesting because I know in America in America we have a capitalist society um but we're somehow not, I mean, we're somehow like not doing horribly. Um, not as bad as South Korea, um, but sorry, I'll i will stop talking about politics and stuff. Back to the movie. Sorry. Oh, um, <laughs> good.
0: Don't worry about it. I mean, it's an important part yeah. of the movie, so you have to address yeah. it, even if we're not like the most politically uh, educated and the most politically interesting minds in the uh, American world. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, But, the, the movie is very well done, and I, I really like the director. Um,
0: oh Bong. Bong! I
1: love Bong. <laughs> um, Bong is—I've seen a couple of his movies. Um, what else did he direct? Snowpiercer. That's what I saw. That's what I saw. I saw Snowpiercer. Yeah, that was that was, was also good. pretty good. Um, but this movie is definitely superior to Snowpiercer, um, even though this movie. Was in South Korean and had subtitles. I still really got a lot of enjoyment out of it.
0: Yeah, right. Once you break past the one inch tall barrier of subtitles, that's what Bong said. Bong yeah, said it. he didn't say that. Actually, well, yeah, that's what Bong said. His translator said it in English. Sorry, I was. It was just dawning on me that, that the voice that said that is like a woman's <laughs> voice, and I'm like, Bong's not a woman.
1: <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Love yeah, um, it did exceed my expectations by a lot. Like, I wasn't knowing what to expect from this movie. Um, and, I, and I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard a million things in this movie and I'm just adding to it. So just know that I also really enjoyed this film.
0: Yeah, Parasite is a really good movie. I've seen it too. Uh, but the, one of the things that I've always tried the problem of is, like, I liked it a lot but I didn't think it was a masterpiece and people got on me for that. Like, were like, Oh my God, dude, you should love this movie. It should be your favorite movie. And I'm like, okay, buddy, <laughs> let's calm down here. But like, I cannot deny, like Bong is over here writing in some of the most, like some of the most intricate stories that mm-hmm. I've seen. Snowpiercer was, I mean, Snowpiercer is basically just kind of a, a action movie in a really cool setting, but the subtext in that movie is really great. And in Parasite, it's like that subtext, but it's doubled mm-hmm. down. You get a lot, more, a lot more visible difference between the rich and the poor. It's a very interesting movie. I agree with you 100%. But it's not one of my favorites, only because there's, like a, uh, there's a couple things that kind of bugged me to the point where if I feel like if I gave it five stars, I'd be lying to myself. But it's not a bad movie at all. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. And Bong is a great director. He definitely deserves Beck's picture because he is Bong, and Bong is Bong. And mean, come on. But uh, I still think it's a great movie. I agree with you. And it's my turn, yep. right? Very cool. This one you're not, you probably haven't heard of. This, I mean, David's heard of it because I mentioned it a couple times to him. But it's not a movie that's very well known. And it's a movie that I feel should be well known. Because in the society that we live in today, an idea like this is awesome. It's a movie called Thank You for Smoking. It came out in 2005. It was directed by a man named Jason Raitman. And if you don't know that guy, that's okay. He was the director of Juno. He directed uh, the, those kind of movies. He's going to direct, the, direct and write the new Ghostbusters that comes out next year. Uh, so he's he's definitely an established director. And... He has a very distinct style when it comes to his drama comedies, which is something like Juno, something like uh, This, and there's another movie called Up in the Air, which is also really good. He establishes a character, a main character who could be interpreted as a villain because they're so. They have a very self centered kind of view, but at the same time are not cruel. They're very smart, they're very confident, and they understand their skills and they do it well. That's what they have. That's what's what it's like in up in the air. That's what it's like in this movie. And even Juno to an extent where she's kind of a tool, but she's not like a mean tool, but we're not talking about Juno. We're talking about thank you for smoking. It centers around a tobacco lobbyist, someone who's literally out there saying cigarettes are good, which right there. You're trying to tell me we're supposed to be relating to a guy who's telling us we should (laughs) smoke. Like he knows in the movie that he is a tool. Or what he's, he's supposed to be a tool. He has a group of friends. They call themselves, like... I forget what they call it. Like, uh, I don't want to rem- but butcher it. But it's a circle of people. One person works in the as a lobbyist for guns. And one works as a lobbyist for, I believe... I think it's junk food or something. I'm not quite sure. And they talk about how many people they kill in <laughs> a year. Like, they understand they are tools. But it's one of those things where he's not an evil person. The main guy, he... Loves his son. He's a great father. He talks. He constantly tries to teach his son to be open-minded and to be aware that that the world can tell you stuff. And then you kind of just go along with it. You need to be out there learning for yourself so that you don't come off as ignorant. And it talks a lot about argumentation. It talks a lot about how to argue in a way that makes you look better and make other people look worse. Like, it seems kind of, like, slimy. But they do a great job because the main guy, who's played by Aaron Eckhart, is absolutely incredible. He loves what he does. The writing is fantastic. He is extremely charismatic. He, every scene he's in, he's just living it up. He's talking really fast. He had a lot to say. But it's like that's like the movie. It has a lot to say about facing controversial ideas and just rolling with it. You've got to gotta be confident. And you've got to be out there learning for yourself. And understanding that just because like it's an accepted idea doesn't necessarily mean you have to be there and accept it. I mean, not don't. Uh, I want to warn: don't start acting like science isn't uh, isn't trustworthy. That's not what it's saying. It's saying you got to be out there learning for yourself. Be out there. Be an open mind. Learn. Argue be out there, be your own person, and the fact that I could just stay here for, like, oh, it was, like, four minutes and just started ranting about that or just talking about that. Actually, it wasn't four minutes. It was, like, two minutes. The fact that I had so much to say about that shows how interesting this movie is. I could sit here for ages just talking about how interesting this movie is. And, like, the writing is some of the best that I've seen. I put it at number two because I I could write... I would love to write an essay about argumentation, and this movie be my main inspiration. <laughs> like... I think it'd be so interesting fun. stuff. I hope it didn't bore you too much. I kind <laughs> of rambled, but I'll have you know, I love. Thank you for smoking. And if you're in the mood for something a little controversial, I think it's a good watch. But please listen to science. It's not saying <laughs> that. It's not saying don't listen to science. <laughs> I just noticed that, that when I was arguing that. That's kind of what it sounded like. Science is good. Just think about what people tell you. That's it. Good stuff. All right, number one.
1: Number one.
0: Dude, this is the moment. People are going to look at us and go, really? That's your number one? And we're both going to say in unison, yes. It's not the same movie. But, (laughs) like, (laughs) people are going to make or break their love for, or their, not love, their appreciation for us with this. And, David, it is time. What film has hit you the hardest? Has made you cry the most. I don't know if it made you cry. Because I don't really know what it is. What movie has lifted you up. Into an astral plane. As an angel. Singing the praises of this movie. Yeah. That. Please David. Enlighten us. What is that
1: film? My numero one film. Numero
0: one.
1: Hallelujah film. Is the Lion King?
0: Oh, the twenty nineteen. No, no, one. yes, no, I no,
1: love that no, movie. No, 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 nah, just kidding. No. Screw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the nineteen ninety three. I think when it came out,
0: I was just thinking that same thing. I think it's ninety three. It might be ninety four, but I think it's. 93. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. It is.
0: Did you write it down? I, I mean,
1: I, I didn't write down the date. Oh. Wait
0: heck. wait wait wait.
1: How come when I look it up, I can only find the 2019 version? What?
0: Because the 2019 version is what a is cultural icon. No universe, no version of our reality would be a good one without a inferior version of a classic movie where it looks realistic but it isn't. And the characters don't emote because they're lions. <laughs> it gets me every time. Like someone, someone went out there to the zoo and was like, "That lion over there, I can see that guy starring in his own movie." <laughs> like someone's like, "Great, let's animate it." And the other guy just put his hand on his shoulder and went, "Let's not." Anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. That's a quick tangent. <laughs> it's, it's such a dumb idea. Anyways, what year did the original Lion King come out? 1994? Ah, okay. Anyways, please tell us why you love the original and not the 2019 version. (laughs) Alright.
1: I did not see the 2019 version. I have only seen the trailers and just from those, I knew it was terrible.
0: Um, I mean, it it looks good, but it doesn't necessarily mean it looks good, you know? It 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 looks realistic. Anyways, I'm sorry. Can't jump <laughs> over. Please go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, the Lion King, nineteen ninety four. This movie. Wow, um, I have had a very deep connection with this movie for the past three years. I want to say um, it was summer before freshman year, and. He's not, I'm a, not freshman. a freshman anymore. Somebody just so you know. You know. <laughs> um, and I was in the Lion King. I, I played Mufasa in the Lion King. And the production, we, it, it was for three weeks. Um, it, was, it was during the summer. And it was with almost all strangers. I mean, I knew a few people. But it was almost all strangers and the people I've never met before. Um, it was through uh, Children's Theatre of Madison.
0: Um, oh, snap. to He's see no, He, uh, he, he lives in Madison Canada. Canada.
1: <laughs> Madison, Canada. Madison, Canada, and Connor yeah. lives in um, uh, Aurora, uh, Mexico. Colorado. Uh, Colorado. Oh,
0: Mexico! <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. You yeah, could tell yeah. by my voice. <laughs> I was. I'm the most. I'm the most Mexican he person really is. you'll ever know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going (laughs) to drop that before I say something racist. (laughs) Anyways, go ahead. Please tell us about my
1: Okay. So anyways, back to my backstory of how I I like this movie so much. Um, Before I was in the production, I've seen this movie before. Um, I liked it. I didn't have that strong of a connection to it. It was just a good movie that I liked. Um, It wasn't until I was in the production over the summer um, when I got to meet a whole bunch of really great people and really great actors. And I just fell in love with the play itself. I learned almost everything about it. And I, after it was over, I fell into like a mini depression until school started. I mean, I would watch The Lion King like almost every day until the end of the summer. That's how much I love this movie. Um, and, like, whenever I'd watch it, I'd say all of Mufasa's lines. Like, when he'd say them. <laughs> that's how much...
0: No, that's it's how all much good. I love
1: this movie. It, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely awesome. incredible. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, this is Hamlet with lions. Um, and I, I can see where you're getting this from. But... I feel like this is a, its own thing. And it's absolutely incredible. Um, I know they made sequels like Lion King 2, Lion King one and a half, the 2019 version. There's there's a show on Disney Channel.
0: Here look out, here comes the Lion <laughs> Guard. <laughs> <laughs> I did I've never watched that show, but the intro plays when anytime my sister watches Disney Jr and
1: uh yeah it's about <laughs> it is um the music in this film is absolutely incredible i love the score of this movie it's probably my favorite score of any movie um i know the words to every single song because i was in the play and i would hear it a hundred times because everyone was practicing it
0: do you, but do you know the do you know the intro Inter-part? part like do you the the very beginning of the movie, you know the lyrics that that guy sings, where he goes like, oh, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I was the in it. I was in it.
0: Do you know what those lyrics say? Do,
1: do I you know what they mean in English?
0: Either. Do you know what the words are, and do you know if uh, that? I English? don't
1: know the English. I don't even know if there is an English version because I think they're just like syllables. I think they're just like he's just like saying like, like nah, or like. Wow. I think it's just like, it's its universal. I mean, everyone knows Na Wah." Wow. I mean, like that's translation fair. Of that. That's
0: fair. That's fair. Well, I mean, I'm no connoisseur of the Lion <laughs> King, so I'm not going to question that. Yeah, I mean, I don't
1: think there is. I think it's just like an African chant that they... they...
0: Well, anyways, I'm You're sorry. Good. I didn't mean to question your knowledge. I understand you are the King <laughs> of the Lion King. But uh, what else do you have to say? Oh,
1: I mean, I can go on uh, about... Mm-hmm. About how, how incredible this movie is, but I doubt you guys want to hear me do that. Um, we're we're already over an hour, so
0: I mean podcasts they go do. long. That's true. That's true. It's all right. Um, I mean, and besides, this episode will probably be the longest because we did intros getting mm-hmm. to, to know us. I if I had to take a wild guess, I'm gonna say the ap- the episodes will average around 45 mm-hmm. to 50 minutes. It w- it probably won't get this long, but who knows?
1: Who knows?
0: Anyways. Uh, I'll share a quick thought on Lion King. Lion King's a great movie. I love how it's very, it's very, it seems like an, a drama. It seems like a, a, a Shakespearean level play, kind of. It seems in its own level in terms of its quality. It's like a, it's like a production. It feels like, <clears throat> excuse me, it feels like its own thing. It's a big deal. Lion King is, it's, it's a very large scope. It's one of those movies that like you watch and it just feels yep. epic, you know, it's a big deal. I like Lion King a lot. Uh 2019 version on the other hand. It has Beyonce. If, I mean if you like Yeah, I mean it has Beyonce. If you enjoy your stage productions looking really lifeless, then I would suggest it. If you enjoy the original Lion King, I would suggest you do not watch it because you're going to be sitting there going, "Why would you do this?" Like, "Look how you've massacred my boy."
1: Right, right.
0: Like that kind of thing. That's a, that's a quote cool <laughs> from Godfather by the way. Anyways, Uh, Yeah, it's a good movie, and Lion King twenty nineteen is not. Uh, But my number one. uh, No one's gonna guess it. (laughs) Like, it's not a movie that is considered a masterpiece. But I'm I'm, like he mentioned it. I love Chicago. It's a great city, and there is no movie that better encapsulates Chicago, encapsulates the music and the ideas, the fun of Chicago than Blues Brothers from 1980. Uh, Blues Brothers is a movie that I watched as a kid and was attached to. And I've watched it dozens of times. I have it on Steelbook Blu-ray. It is a fantastically great movie. There, it It's one of those things where if you compare it to other musicals and you compare it to other movies, it is not gonna... It, it's not like it's a masterpiece in comparison to those. It's nowhere near as... as uh, epic as lion king it's it doesn't have as as iconic music as something like mary poppins it doesn't have as many iconic images as something like singing in the rain there are so many musicals that i feel Mm. are more iconic but to me blues brothers always sticks out because it's one of the few musicals that i feel isn't limited by the musical formula the thing with musicals is that they're not very hard to predict you have a general idea of how a story is going to go and you'll know that the story is going to stop, so that the music can encapsulate an emotion, which works. I like that. I mean, we already have uh, uh, King or not Kingsman. Huh? We already have Rocket Man on my list, so you know I like musicals. But Blues Brothers works because it it has so much fun with the idea of musical of musicals stopping in their tracks to have a musical number, because everyone just looks miserable during every musical <laughs> number. Like they, they look like they're forced to be dancing and the music will come out of nowhere. And it's always very jazzy, very blues because blues brothers. And it is so much fun. Every single scene is so goddamn fun. Uh, I probably shouldn't swear. Um, There are so many iconic moments. There are so many iconic lines. You watch this movie once, there'll be so many lines that just stick in your head. Uh, There are so many like so bizarre moments It's such a bizarre movie, but I cannot stress it enough. I've never had more fun in a movie. Blues Brothers made me laugh. It makes me smile. It it is such a great movie. And I put it at number one because no movie has made me feel like that. No one movie has made me feel so engaged and so happy and so like laughing that I'm just sitting there the entire time going like, yes, I want to keep watching this. I wish this two hour and like 25 minute movie was longer. (laughs) It's really long. I mean, oh, it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's long but it's long like it's really fun and like i said i love chicago and i grew up near chicago and it's just blues brothers is just such a great movie and i swear to you the stunts and the car crashes in this movie some of the best you'll ever see in a movie there's no cgi this is purely them crashing cars and it is so cool blues brothers is without a doubt my favorite movie that I've ever seen. My list changes a lot, though. Like, Thank You for Smoking was number one for a long time. Cabin in the Woods was for a long time. Gardens of the Galaxy was for a long time. Now it's not even my top ten. So, my I, I love Gardens of the Galaxy, don't get me wrong. But it's just, like, my opinions change because I'm I'm kind of just... I have different moods. Sometimes I'm in the mood for this, sometimes I'm in the mood for that. So, in the end, like... I don't mind. I don't have a. De- I mean, I have to say I don't mind. I don't have a definitive ranking. So in the end, I, Blue Brothers is my favorite because I've had the most fun with it at the moment. That's all I have to say. Good stuff.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. Nope. So we're not
0: quite done yet, even though we've been going <laughs> for a while. Uh, it's okay. Podcasts are meant to go long. You can watch this while you're shoveling snow or something. Uh, so we decided after we are done. Uh, expressing our thoughts on our favorite movies we want to suggest to you guys something we want we've watched movies in the past movies or played video games or watched tv shows in the past week that we think are worth you guys watching or sharing so we're going to give you some suggestions based off of things we've been doing that you guys should totally check out if you have if you've already seen all the movies we talked about or if you don't have access to them here are some things that you have access to David, what are your three suggestions?
1: All right. So I have a movie, video game, and a okay. TV show to talk about. Really? All right. Very so good. So I'll start with the movie. Um, All right. Last weekend, I watched a movie called Whiplash. Ah, kind
0: of whiplash. I know you like Whiplash. Dude, Whiplash is fantastic. But please, you have to suggest it. Give us a synopsis. Give us a rundown. What's it about? It's
1: basically about this kid who has dreams of becoming a drummer. He goes to this, he goes to one of the greatest um, music schools in the country. And he gets into, um, what's it called? Studio band. um, Where this director um, pushes him to to his utmost limit and beyond. Um, because he wants to become the greatest. And so he, he goes through a lot. And you have to see the movie for yourself. I don't want to spoil too much, um, but you, you'll you see that like, it takes so much to be considered one of the greats. I think that's what, what a lot of people don't understand is that you have to put in so much work and effort like beyond what you think to be considered one of the greats and And the ending of this movie is absolutely incredible i don't I don't want to spoil what it is, but I'm telling you 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 will you will be smiling the entire time because of how great it is. It's an absolutely incredible movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I like whiplash a lot. Uh, it's directed if you don't know, it's directed by a guy named Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle is an awesome director. He directed La La Land. He directed a movie called First Man, which I enjoy First Man. It's not great, but it's good. And Damien Chazelle is just one of those directors that when you see his movies, you'll know. Not because of his directing style, but because of how much like attention to detail and care he puts into both the scripts and the filming process. Whiplash is probably the best script he has, though I love La La Land a little bit more. It has probably the best script. And... I 100% agree the idea of pushing yourself beyond the limits of your of your body to become something that is bigger than yourself is just an incredibly awesome really idea. Is. I yeah, I agree 100%. Whiplash is a total must watch. I don't know how you'd find it though. It, the quarantine right now is not super uh, wh- and that's not super great for finding movies, but if mm-hmm. you could order it on Amazon, that yep. would be awesome. It's a great movie. Sorry, I kind of took you're over good, your good. suggestion. I'm sorry. Uh, what is your next my suggestion? My next
1: suggestion is going to be my video game. All right. Video so game. This game can be purchased on Xbox or on PS4 or Steam, I think. Um, it is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, now I officially can't say anything about this because uh, if you know me, I'm not an anime guy at all. So I mean, unless it's an anime movie, but so this one's 100% David. You have to explain and persuade me as to what makes this game worth buying, and maybe do a synopsis right. of what it is.
1: So, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is pretty much the entire story of Dragon Ball Z put into a game format um for a video game telling the entire story of a show i think it does it very well now this movie does have its flaws like there for one um i think you called it a movie game game sorry it's all
0: good it's all good yeah right it's (laughs) Um, all good it's all good
1: there's important there are iconic moments it, it, okay sorry I'm, I'm sorry about that let me start over so you're good the iconic moments within the show they nail it in the game but there are other iconic moments in the show that they kind of miss um, such as you, you know the, the the iconic line that Vegeta says it's over 9,000! They don't even say that in the game. Of course. They don't even say it. <gasps> they don't even say it. Bruh, uh,
0: come on, man. I mean, don't you know your team right? from 2011? Um, right, they, they
1: totally forgot that iconic scene. Um, but wa- watching episodes of the show, you can definitely see they did change some things and leave stuff out. So, like, things that you didn't know from the show you can figure out in the game and things that aren't in the game you can get from the show. Um, so if you're going straight off the game, you will get a good understanding of what Dragon Ball Z is um, and some. Or if you watch the show, you can still get a good understanding. Um, but it's, it's it's a pretty good game. It's new. DLC is coming out for it later this spring. Um, so... I really enjoy it. If you like Dragon Ball or if you want to just play a good game that's long over the quarantine break, I highly recommend it. I'm about three fourths through the game and I'm enjoying it. So I highly recommend it.
0: Okay. Uh, Quick question Uh, What's the gameplay like? Like, what is it? How does it play? Because you talked a lot about Mm -hmm. how the story goes. So why play it? then when you can just watch the show so what does the game bring to the table how do you play okay it?
1: so it's an rp is it it's a sort of rpg format that's it's open world in some parts but it's also can be linear in other parts like in some parts you're just going fights back to back okay there, there's different like things you can like there. there's things that you can do within the game there's fights. There's searching for things. Um, and I, I think that's pretty much it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like there's a
0: couple of things, and uh well, actually, there's not as many things as I said. It
1: gets all quiet.
0: Like uh okay, well,
1: uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's all um, good. But there, there's, there's the main story quest, which is pretty fun, and then there's the substory quest which kind of feel like chores almost. Um, so to oh, upgrade your character, I guess, you have to do the subquests, but you can also upgrade your character mm-hmm. during um, the main quest too. But the only way to keep up with the main quest is that you kind of have to do the sub quests as well. Um, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, gotcha. too. Um, but what I, what I meant by the linear and the open world thing is that um, in between each story arc, there's an intermission where you can kind of do whatever, mess around, uh, go Super Saiyan if you want, or whatever. Um, (laughs) That's pretty fun. I enjoy that. And also, like, sometimes in between two or three fights, it'll let you uh, heal up real quick, um, buy potions and stuff uh, for your next fight. Um, But the linear part is it could be fights back to back to back um, with no break, And the dialogue can get very tedious and boring to just press X over and over and over again every time um, a character says a line. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's how the game plays and that's what the story is. So if you like Dragon Ball, I just want to get into it. You should get the game.
0: That's awesome. Okay, one final suggestion. You
1: said it was a show? Um, So a show that I watched a couple of weeks ago that
0: oh snap I know- you're breaking the rules we said it was just this week <laughs> no, <it was> okay.
1: <laughs> uh that Sean recommended to me a couple of weeks ago Not not a couple of weeks ago, he recommended to me like like last year or something And i kept pushing it off cuz so i didn't think it was that good it seemed very generic is hunter x hunter um th- yeah hunter an Hunt. that's an anime
0: right yeah so again I can't add anything so this one's up to you. Um
1: so it's it's a very it starts off very generic but trust me it's not. Like it takes a very dark turn as the story progresses and you follow the four main characters through their journey to just it, it's it's honestly a slice of life show because you just like like, it's not like they're forced to do anything. Like, they have their goals and they're kind of just, like, pursuing them while having kind of, like, their ethics involved, too, and how they view things and how their friends are kind of influencing how they act. And, like, pretty much the show themes are kind of talking about how... Because, like, the show is about Gon, the main character, trying to find his dad. And that's the end goal, but the story is kind of trying to tell you that you should enjoy kind of like the side quests of life, the journey of life, and not the end goal, because that's kind of just what makes life worth worth living. And dang,
0: getting existential. Yeah, I mean,
1: maybe. it's it's a really good show. I should I, I highly recommend it to anyone who's looking for a new show that's not like horribly long. Over this quarantine break, I guess. That's awesome.
0: All right. So, I will suggest you a couple of things. Uh, So, I mentioned how I'm not a TV show guy, and I'm not really an anime guy. So, putting that aside, I'm going to suggest you a TV show (laughs) anime. Uh, I watched Castlevania on Netflix. Uh, This one's another one I watched a couple weeks back, so I know I'm breaking the rules. I'm sorry. I'm a failure. But Castlevania is an incredibly, really well-written show. And I can't really synop- uh, summarize it for you because there are three seasons right now. The first two seasons you? are kind of the first... Or, yeah, they're making a fourth season from what I hear. The first two seasons are only in total, I think, 12 episodes. And it has a very general theme. They are a very general story. A group of, of humans come together to kill Dracula. That's what the story is. That's the first two seasons. The third season, I can't I can't summarize for you because as a result of that mission, whatever happens during that mission, is what leads into season three. Season three is what I watched most recently. It's what I want to talk about the most. The first two seasons, really great. Really great character moments, fantastic animation, awesome action. But the third season is, well, in my opinion, the best because it takes a... It, creates a very intriguing story with a ton of characters there are a lot of characters in this season yet it is con- it's consistently engaging and the writing is fantastic man like the writing between the characters their interactions and what they talk about is so engaging and the way they build the story up where it starts out kind of slow it's really just the first few episodes are just character moments kind of building up a story before the last three episodes, which is just pure action insanity, that's when the story gets really going. It's a story that's about like building. They start to develop more stories, make more characters. Then it never feels rushed because, or it never feels not rushed, it never feels crammed because every character gets ample amount of time to be developed. Not every side plot's great, like uh, Alucard from the last season, or his name is Adrian Tempest. He his side plot in this season's not great, but and without spoiling anything, but there's so much going on in the show, and they balance it so well with such fantastic writing, great animation, and awesome action that I really just can't suggest it enough. It's a show that like it's short, it's really short, man. Like the first the first season's four episodes, second season's eight episodes, the third season's ten episodes, like and they're all 21 minutes long, so you can get to mm. this show real quick. But they fit a lot of character. They fit a lot of fantastic writing and fantastic action into these episodes. And it never gets dull. It really doesn't. And it's really violent and it has a little bit of nudity and a little bit of sex. But if you don't mind that, you don't mind a little bit of darker stuff, it is a fantastic show. I definitely suggest it. My second suggestion, since we're on 91 minutes, I don't want want this to go too long. My next suggestion is a video game. uh, Doom Eternal. Another demon-based game. <laughs> I'm not evil. I promise. Uh, Doom Eternal is another insane, hyper-violent joyride kind of uh, game. Doom Eternal is much longer though. It's not like as short as Castlevania. Uh, you're out there killing demons. You're out there tearing people apart or you're tearing demons apart. It's very violent, but it it is such a engaging game because it's so fast. So you you move around. You feel great. You kill really fast. You. The animation's really fluid, it's really fast, really engaging. It's an extremely fast and extremely intriguing, uh, or not intriguing, it's extremely fast and extremely engaging. You never get bored. Now, it's not perfect. There's actually two big problems that annoy me about it. One is the idea that they keep taking bosses that you fight and making them normal enemies later on, which is really infuriating when the bosses get Mm -hmm. really hard. But like, it can, you can die. You'll die a lot. It's a really hard game. But it's, it's not something where I feel like it ruins the experience. And then the second big issue is that there's a lot of parkour which is weird coming from a game where the original from the 90s didn't even have jumping. So <laughs> I don't know why they added so much parkour. But the uh, excessive amount of parkour gets a little boring and it gets a little hard to, to uh, control because your character is such a fat, muscular guy that it's really hard to tell if you're going to be able to grab that ledge or not. But I don't mind it too, ba- too much, and in the end, the game is such an adrenaline rush that, honestly, I can, I can look over it. It's such a fast and extremely, extremely engaging experience. By the end, like, your, your heartbeat is extremely fast because you're just amped up. Like, it's crazy awesome. And then finally, I'm, I'm going to drop this whole uh, itch- extreme action tidbit and talk about something that's a little more subtle. I want to talk about a movie that I watched on Hulu yesterday or 2 days ago. It's a movie called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's on Hulu. It came out last year and it's a French movie about a French artist who is who is hired to paint this da- this uh lady, this rich daughter or this rich woman's daughter. And she has had she's been kind of her sister committed suicide or that's what it seems to be. So the do- so she kind of has cut herself off from the world and her mom's getting a little overprotective. So she kind of, the, the daughter refuses to pose for paintings. So they hire this artist to try to sneakily paint her by getting to know her. And as she starts to, uh, she's lived there longer, it's a movie about developing passion, both for people and for art. As you start to realize the passion you feel towards what you're painting starts to uh, make the painting feel more personal. And it is, It uh, I should say, it is a uh, same-gender love story. I know some people get don't like that, but that's the thing. The movie isn't necessarily about that. I mean, it is. It definitely is. But it's a movie that feels like it's more about the feelings of developing passion and developing an extreme connection towards the content of what you do And the relationships in your life. It's a movie that is... It is, by all accounts, it's a masterpiece. It really is. It is fantastically directed. It is fantastically shot. There are so many artistic angles. Like, the way that they shoot people in frame. Where it looks like they're a painting. Like, they have the silhouette and the face structure. Like, it's a painting. Like, the camera does not move a lot. So, it's very still. It it totally comes off like a painting. Everything seems intentional. And... The way they... It's, it's such a well-crafted movie. It's a movie that, like, a film, a connoisseur, one of those people who loves movies, can appreciate the artistry that went into it. And it's not for everyone, because it's slow. And the beginning kind of feels like a different movie, which is the point. But by the end, I cannot, I cannot say this is in any way not a masterpiece. It truly is. It's a piece of art that I feel like film fans should definitely check out. It didn't make my top ten. It was close, but it's not making my top ten. But honestly, if if I had to if I had to point to a movie that says that I have decent pasted movies, that one is it. That and Shinless list. But you know it it was What's this movie called again? And Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's all good. Don't worry. It's on Hulu. You should definitely check it out. And um that is all of my suggestions and that is I think is where we will yeah. end today's show. It's been <laughs> it's been long, but this one I promise will be the longest. I don't think we'll get much longer. But if you enjoyed this, please uh consider listening to next week's episode. We'll be doing this again on Sundays and I had a lot of fun. I what also had
1: a lot of fun. Thank you to the viewers that stayed this long. I mean this this oh, podcast yeah. was mean, as long as a movie. Yeah.
0: I mean yeah, but there are podcasts like that. Uh I, like I say, uh or like I said, you know what? I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you guys come back for more. Uh please consider uh continuing to listen in. Uh this I've been Connor. This is my co-host yeah. David. And I would love to see you guys again in the next episode.